Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On uh, this week's episode, we were going to talk about a wild night of celebrity spotting that Julie and I had together in Los Angeles last week. It was really something. (laughs) We will also be discussing uh, perhaps the biggest bombshell that has hit since we started this podcast, which is Meghan Markle's insane gift for Kate Middleton, which we kind of discussed a bit last week what we thought it might be, but this week we will tell you what it actually was. And we will discuss the surprise guest at Orlando Bloom's 40th birthday party. But first, Julie... Let's talk about our Los Angeles week in heaven. Oh, it really was. Josh flew in for a hot 48 hours. Um, <laughs> and our, our mission for the week, as we spoke about, was that we wanted to stop by a few of Meghan Markle's recommended restaurants. The first night, Josh was a little tired. It was really rainy. We ended up going to the restaurant closest to Josh's hotel, which is on the Sunset Strip, and it's called Sushi Park. We decided to do the tasting menu, which Megan had recommended. And so we were, like, splitting this tasting menu. And then, you know, I was feeling good. I was like, okay, the sushi's actually, like, very good. And then 20 minutes in, everything changed. <laughs> right. We recorded a little diary from inside the restaurant. This is a very exciting uh, turn of events. We are now (laughs) seated. It's like we're halfway, we're towards the end of our meal, and we are (laughs) in the same restaurant as Chris Martin and Daisy, who are sitting at the bar together watching a basketball game. We have much to say. We're going to have to do a lot of decompressing after this dinner. After the whole meal was over, we got back to my hotel and we were just completely overwhelmed and decided we had no choice but to record something right there on the spot about the uh, entire meal at Sushi Park and what had gone on. So we're going to play that for you. And you can hear kind of what unfolded with A, Chris and Jay-Z near us, but B, a bunch of other actually celebrity participants in the evening's affairs. Okay, so we came back to Josh's hotel room after going to Sushi Park. This was our first stop on our Meghan Markle kind of restaurant crawl. We referred back to all the restaurants she she suggested that she liked in Los Angeles. And little did we know what we had in store for us. But the moral of the story is that 
Megan guided us to basically Nirvana. So to set the scene, this restaurant is in basically like a strip mall that looks pretty desolate. On Sunset Boulevard. People were in the restaurant. It was crowded, but it was definitely like weird. It was next to like a FedEx and, you know, a sketchy hair waxing place. It was not in any way like a glamorous locale. Right. We pulled up in our Uber and Josh laughed like (laughs) this can't really be where we're going for dinner. And I'm certainly kind of confused about Megan's taste that she would think this is where you need to hit up when you're in LA, but I should have doubted her because so julie and i sit down we order our sushi uh, no we have we implode (laughs) because we can't decide and this is the kind of like professional sushi place where it is all business right there was a sign outside that said they have no california rolls right we knew it was serious business and then right that we finally like go with megan because megan had said in her recommendation to do the omakase tasting menu, which is just like a free-for-all, the sushi keeps coming out situation. Right. So we did that. We ordered a few extra rolls. And we were like, okay, we're going to like put our blind faith in Megan, basically. We really did. So we're about two courses in, and Josh's back is to the door. So I am looking at the door. I see this kind of tall, blonde guy walk in. And I realize, oh my God, it's Chris Martin. And then there's this guy hunched behind him, and I realize it's Jay-Z. So meanwhile, Julie says to me, don't look now, because, like, she, she has the vantage point of being able to see the whole restaurant. Like, I wasn't really, fa- I wasn't facing the opposite direction. By the way, this is a tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny. restaurant. There are maybe 10 tables. Yeah. So that, and she's like, look at the bar, you're going to freak out. In my head, I don't even know what I was imagining it was going to be. I mean, this is, like, pretty incredible. And then I think you you texted me, right? Jay-Z and Chris. And I was like, oh, my God. And I turned to the bar, and there they are. Jay was kind of, like, hunched over. They were both hunched over. I feel like part of a celebrity, when you go out to dinner, you've learned, like, that level of celebrity is you have to have the body language of a non-celebrity. So they're both kind of hunched over, slouched in towards each other because they're at the sushi bar, kind of facing in. So their backs are turned towards, you know, the plebes. So there's like a basketball game playing. Chris's body language was very frenetic. Jay-Z was kind of just staying still, whatever. Chris was like hopping up and down. Kind of like putting his arm around Jay, like laughing. He was at one point we saw him down an oyster. Like he was very expressive and very sort of like big movement, big movement, exaggerated yeah. movements. Um, Jay Z did not. Jay Z was any very way. still. He was yeah. watching the college basketball game. They would kind of lean in towards each other, occasionally have a big laugh. And where were Beyonce and Gwyneth? That's what I was trying to figure out. Right. Meanwhile, Josh is freaking out. He's like the Gone with the Wind ants who faints and needs her smelling salts. I'm like rummaging through my purse to see if I have some sort of menthol gum or something I can use. He is on the verge of full-on collapse. And then... So we're already at this state of like, wow, this is one of the better celebrity sightings we're ever going to well, have. That well, we're we had like, this entire episode devoted to Jay-Z's choice of... I know, right. And so then julie kind of like freezes and i'm like what's happening and then and she's like you're gonna freak out about who just walked in i'm like someone else walked in so i look down at my phone because i know she's gonna like text me from across the table so then i see just three letters (laughs) l-e-o leo 
it was raining out in LA and he had one of those zip up windbreakers I haven't seen since the 90s. He was wearing, of course, his trademark newsboy cap. He definitely had like the dad rock kind of vibe. Dad like. rock vibe. And then his girlfriend, Nina, was next to him and kind of a top knot. Yeah, Nina Ogdal. She was wearing like a t-shirt, a top knot. She looked like she was coming from lacrosse practice. Exactly. Like she was not dressing up or whatever. They were both very dressed down. Very dressed out. I mean, the windbreaker and the top knot. So they were on the same side of the table with an older gentleman who might have been security. A couple times, Leo and Nina stepped outside, we imagine, for a smoke break. We heard... Although, like, where was his vape pen? Where was his vape pen? That's the real mystery here. In LA, you can vape in a restaurant, right? I mean, I, I didn't... Um, Leo can. Yeah, Leo can. There was also, at one point, they put down the blinds on the window because leo's table he wasn't facing the window but he was right up there so i'm wondering we were wondering if maybe like someone was hearing in or paparazzi were outside in this strip mall with a fedex it could not have been a more just bizarre locale for all of these a-list celebrities bizarre. to be eating sushi maybe beyonce was downstairs at the burger lounge <laughs> with Gwen. they were waiting for the boys to finish up so then then it became the question of like Julie and I are trying to figure out, like, were they going to interact? Because this is a small restaurant. There was no way they couldn't have seen each other. So I was like, are Leo and Nina going to acknowledge Chris and Jay-Z? And at this point, we were kind of wrapping up our marathon meal. And Josh <laughs> said, the only way they're going to get me out of here is if they wheel me out in, in a hearse. hearse. Because he was not well, gonna leave. Well, because I was getting so I wanted to make sure I saw what the interaction was whenever whoever left first. But then uh, this waitress, I'm not sure if she was aware of what was going on that everyone was trying to kind of watch these famous people. But like she was trying to get us out. It seemed she kind of like brought that check over before we said a <laughs> word, and then we had to order like another beer, right? Because I was like, relax. I didn't come all the way to Sushi Park <laughs> not to see how Leo and Jay Z were gonna like say their goodbyes, and it was right. worth it. It was worth it. Right. Oh, side note, Sofia Coppola also was, was there. Apparently but... sitting right behind, <laughs> behind Josh. Me. And we didn't even notice until she left. She turned around. But um, at that point, like, Sophia who? Yeah. Only in that setting was that, right, exactly. It was also funny whenever anyone would go to the bathroom, I got a good view because then they would walk back. So that was my moment in the sun. Tell me, describe Leo's jaunt. <laughs> Leo was hobbling. He kind of looked like he had a full-on limp. It was a little bit confusing. I don't know confusing. if he was in character. <laughs> is that like the He was Daniel Day-Lewis. Is it. that his affect that he just is kind of like a hobbling veteran? Like, I don't know. Josh did say <laughs> that like his language, his body language, it looked like. A very, a, a very yeah. hunched over too. He's not that old. He's like 42. No. He has the gait of like a 60 year old. Meanwhile, Nina. Nina, <laughs> a poor Nina is beautiful. Yeah, she really is. But, but she opens her mouth and she sounds like a car alarm. It's like in those old Hollywood, whenever, you know, all those beautiful stars in the silent era ended and all of a sudden the sound and they open their mouths and they just sound And she terrific. was, I feel like it's a skill almost. Like I've noticed that celebrities talk really quietly because they're like just so used to people trying right. to listen to them. You're very close to Jay-Z and Chris Martin. You couldn't hear a single no. thing they were saying. 
Nina has not mastered that skill. You could hear her shouting about like, oh, shrieking. Like, like, do you love Sushi Park? It was like, she's talking so loud. Something about German food. She said sauerkraut like four, she four times. I don't know. It might have she... been a safe word. <laughs> I don't know. So then finally we did see how they parted ways. I'm so happy we didn't leave before. Basically, Jay-Z and Chris Martin get up. Jay-Z is ahead. Yeah, Julie got a much better vantage point of it. Jay-Z had definitely clocked Leo, and Leo was also in the table right beside the door. So Jay-Z went right up to him, shook his hand, kind of put his left hand over both of their hands, shaking, said like, hey, man, and then introduced himself to Nina, like, hey, I'm Jay, and to the other guy. And Nina's like, hi, Hi, I'm I'm Nina. Nina. (laughs) So loud that everyone in the restaurant could hear her. And then Chris Martin followed. It didn't seem like he knew Leo. And he very sweetly, he had on a beanie. And like the gentleman he is, he took off the beanie to shake everyone's hand, to introduce himself. Again, like a glaring alarm. I'm Nina. (laughs) I am Nina twice. She said it to Jay-Z and then Chris Martin. But also it was weird. It seemed like Jay-Z and Leo were like buddies. But then Chris Martin was definitely the like, when the two friends went into each other and then right. one has the other friend. Chris is kind of like staying off to the side a little bit, which I thought was interesting. But it was interesting because I always think Leo's like the coolest guy in the room. But Jay-Z was definitely cooler. Yeah. Leo was asking a lot of questions like, what did you guys get to order? How many courses did yeah, you Yeah, how do? many courses? And he asked it like three times like it was a competition. Yeah. How many courses? Then he's like, which tasting did you do? By the way, dear listeners, there was only one tasting. Yeah. So then he was like, we did the all tuna. He's like, did you do the regular or the all tuna? And it's like, there's definitely no all tuna tasting. Sorry, Leo. But like, maybe that thing, like the 30 Rock episode where John Hamm's in the bubble, like maybe for him, it's like he doesn't even, they don't even give him a menu. They say, yes, Leo, the all tuna. Of course, the all tuna. Yeah. And like, can you imagine? It's just like 30 plates of like, like differently like, arranged I mean, since, like, since, we did the, since we did the tasting ourselves, we can speak with knowledge about this. Like that tasting has a wide diversity of options. To do all tuna, why even do the tasting? It's like a hundred tunas in a row. I mean. You know, Nina just had to go along with it. <laughs> Nina Ogdahl is my new favorite celebrity. She was just like... She did seem like she was a lot of fun. I mean, I have to give her credit. She's We looked up in the Uber home. She's 24. She didn't seem affected by the whole thing at all. I guess she's no. a famous model, but it's like, you're eating dinner with Leo DiCaprio. Jay-Z's coming over to like introduce you. It's like, hey, what's up? Leo did seem very interested in her stories. <laughs> Leo went to the bathroom and came back. As we already mentioned, but when he came back, apparently, which I didn't see, which is now my biggest regret <laughs> in life of 2017, that he, he did a dance. Instead of sitting down, he kind of, he stood at the head of the table and he did a little shuffle dance. It was unexpected I and mean, delightful. So I guess one of the conclusions here is, thank you, Meghan Markle. I mean, I can't think of a time I felt more elation than the brief seconds from when Julie said, you're gonna freak out when you see who else is here. I thought it was Beyonce and Gwyneth. No, but I'm like, it's just like the fact that someone else. I was already within this heightened state of like he I'm was like, fanning himself. <laughs> then the add-on of Leo, I was like, what is going on? We were both saying it felt like something was strange. Like, like the universe was really trying to shout something at us in its own car alarm voice. Yeah, yeah. The Nina Ogdell <laughs> up above was shrieking in our ears. I don't even know what to say. To be in a small sushi restaurant that Chris Martin, Jay-Z, Leonardo DiCaprio, Nina Agdahl, and Sofia Coppola, 
And there's probably like 20 people eating dinner there. Like that wasn't a big restaurant. There was actually a moment walking in there where I was like, oh, maybe we should ask a waiter about serving Meghan Markle. And like, we didn't even need that content. I mean, even Prince Harry, if she had taken him, would have been blown away. By that Prince Harry would have been psyched to see them. I mean, it was pretty insane. Josh, if I had told you in 2016 that we would have a sushi dinner <laughs> in a tiny strip mall restaurant with Jay-Z, Chris Martin. And Leonardo DiCaprio. And his model girlfriend, girlfriend. du jour. I would not. It, it, it felt like a dream. Um, uh, but okay. yeah, we're going to be unpacking this for a long time. If anyone knows what this all means, please, please reach out. Bye, Nina. Bye. Bye. Okay, so now you've heard about one of the probably best nights Julie and I will ever have. have. Be telling our telling her grandkids about, or we'll just play them this episode. <laughs> so, in addition to talking about our LA adventures, we need to talk about Megan Julie. Oh my gosh, this happened over the weekend, and we really considered for a split second trying to record an like- emergency <laughs> podcast. I think this qualifies as an emergency for us. Because on last week's episode, we talked about what Meghan would get Kate Middleton from Norway. Because as we all remember, Prince Harry and Meghan went on this romantic voyage to Norway to see the Northern Lights. I thought it was very romantic and wonderful. Josh was less impressed. But Not a Northern Lights guy. <laughs> But so we had a couple guesses on what we thought Megan would get Kate while there. We assumed that maybe she would send something back small. But what she actually bought Kate Middleton exceeded our expectations on every, every level. So Megan and Harry return from Norway. They go to visit Kate. Apparently Princess Charlotte's there too. Not George, because he was at school, I guess. Right. Apparently, George was not so psyched to meet Meghan Markle. Couldn't stay home for the day. He sat that one out. He passed. <laughs> I, would, I would like, I would miss a year of school to meet Meghan Markle. The meeting apparently went really well, according to all reports. The Sun was the main outlet that reported this. So we're not like 100% sure, but we're just going to, for the purposes of our happiness, we're going to assume it happened. So Meghan gives Kate the gift, which is, drumroll please... A dream journal. A leather-bound dream journal. Reportedly, as my mom pointed out, this is not scientifically proven, journalistically proven. There have not been any photos of the dream journal. Like, it has not sold out of wherever, whatever weird hippie spiritual store she bought it. But I kind of believe it because it's so specific. Specific. That's the thing I was about to say. Like, I just don't feel like it's made up because it's so specific and it's so Megan. And I just don't feel like... I don't know. I just don't see the sun going to print with this unless they kind of had a, had a really good inside source, which was probably Princess Charlotte texting them. Princess Charlotte's like this girl. <laughs> Here's my first question, which is what, I mean, how did Megan think Kate was, I mean, this is not to me in any way a Kate Middleton gift. No, as I said to you earlier, Kate Middleton is living her dream diary. She does not need to be banking dreams that she still needs to fulfill. She's married to the future king of England, has two adorable kids, hair from the heavens. She doesn't need anything else. And what differentiates a dream journal from just a journal? That's what scares me. (laughs) There must be subcategories within the pages. I saw something, maybe it was in like the people.com write-up, where it was saying... um, 
oh, you know, the idea is that you write. It's not even just for dream. I don't know. They really got into the details of like the definition of a dream journal. But they were saying it's not just for kind of dreams. Like she can also write like her thoughts and ideas in it. But like, I don't know, like her to-do list. But I think, I mean, I think it's meant to expressly be for dreams. My question is, why didn't Prince Harry steer Meghan into a better direction, especially if this relationship is going as well as everyone seems to. Don't you think he would have wanted a gift that would obviously play better to Kate? No, it's a classic gift-giving error, I think, (laughs) when you get the person something that you like, but that the other person, you're not thinking about the other person. It's like a pet... It's not a pet peeve of mine, but I feel like it, it kind of is. Like, it feels like you're doing something just because you think it's a cool thing, you know? Like, right. I, I don't think in any way she was thinking about Kate when she was buying this gift, which is something I do not love. Okay, but Josh, set the scene for us. Like, did Megan insist that Kate open this? Okay, I, here's what I imagine. I imagine... Kate opens. Like, I feel like Megan made a big deal. I feel like Megan said, you know, this is the perfect right, like, gift. Like, we got. I got you something in Norway, Kate. Let's put the tea set away. Really excited. Takes out her hipstamatic filter, ready to go. And then Harry's kind of cringing over at the side, knowing what it's going to be. <laughs> Harry's like, ex- then, "Excuse me for a second. I'm going to go get another beer." So he yeah, steps exactly. out of the room. He sa- "Good call." Harry did not want to be present for this because he knew like, shit was going to. And come Charlotte down. is like, "Same." <laughs> I'll be with him. Charlotte Charlotte pieces. Harry's out. So it's like literally just Kate sitting there like, damn. You know, Kate's well-practiced in kind of putting on a little bit of a show. So I think he's kind of ready for anything. She opens it. I think she has no idea what she's looking at. She's like, what is this rustic, weird-smelling, like, book that has nothing on the pages? And I feel like she had to kind of be like, oh, you know, I think she kind of had to pretend, but not really being sure. Did you make this yourself? And then Megan, in like kind of the fashion of her lifestyle blog, loves explaining these things. I feel like Megan like got right up in there. It was like, oh, it's this dream journal. Like I did one three years ago and like actualized all my truths, you know, was really able to achieve great equilibrium spiritually and psychologically. And like, I feel like Kate just was not interested. I think Kate just kind of did some nodding and was like, oh, great, you know, really sweet of you. Like, how how kind. I think she smiled, nodded, right, said thank you, and then immediately gave the dream journal to one of the servants, or what do they have <laughs> in that, in Kensington Palace? She was like, use this to wipe up, like, overspill from, like, the stew. <laughs> like, she, like, she, like, doesn't even think it should be used as a journal, I feel. Right. I mean, it's also not that, not that this is the main thing, because I think sentimentality, you know, trumps the price of a gift, but I feel like it probably cost her what, like $15 or something? Oh, see, oh, I don't even, that, I, this is so beyond what I feel like is acceptable. Right, what is acceptable, I have no problem with the price point, because I figure she paid more than that. I figure she, like, really invested the oh, best the best leather-bound dream diary there is on the market. And maybe she had to do that awkward thing. Where you ever, have you ever been around someone when they give a gift and they want to make sure the other person knows like how expensive it was, you know? So right. they'll kind of be like, by the way, you know, I accidentally left the price tag on and it's, you know, like actually $135. See, I think Kate would have appreciated that because then she could maybe exchange it, but there's no way Megan taped that receipt or gift <laughs> Gift receipt on the back of the diary. And then I feel like William got home and she was like, 
No, that's Dude. what I'm more interested in, like the post-game analysis between William, George, Kate, and Charlotte, <laughs> just like talking this out. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I guess it could go either way. Maybe I want to give Kate the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe she thought it was kind of a charming I don't know. Like, maybe she thought it was somehow charming. I think if she was delighted by it, it was because she knew that this girl was not going to fit into the royal family well. And this is just an indicator of what is to come. She's like, I can't wait for her to give the dream catcher to the queen. You know, like I think she's prepared exactly for like how this is going to be a disaster, but kind of in an amazing way. Um, right. I think Kate, I feel like we talked about this before. Also, I feel like she must have some sort of resentment is too strong but megan can so clearly just and not that she's posting that much anymore but she can post on instagram she can kind of have this you know she can act on suits she can jet set around i don't know i feel like maybe there's some sort of low level simmering kind of like uh, you know because kate kate waited eight years to get engaged you know it was a long haul so I think she kind of feels like she paid her dues. And I'm, I feel like if Meghan and Harry get engaged soon, and she's not going to be thrilled. I agree with that. But now there was also a report that I guess Meghan and Harry are so in love that they're uh, hidden away in London now, just enjoying each other's company, right? Writing down all their dreams. <laughs> but I just, there's no way Prince Harry's into this dream writing, holistic, I don't know. I just think he must think it's ridiculous unless he's just fully going along with it at this point because he's so into Megan. But by all reports, they're so in love and they'll be engaged by the end of the year. Of course, who knows who those sources are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but right. Charlotte's been doing a lot of sourcing work. Charlotte's just sitting at home with her, you know, computer set up. Her little headset, uh, just rolling yeah. calls. Her little toddler feet kicked up on the desk. She's got the Daily Mail on one line, the sun, the mirror on the other. Boy, do I have um, a story for you. If Kate had any dreams to write down her dream journal, like, what, what do you, is there anything we think she might be still wishing could come true? I feel like she has it all. Like, she truly has it all. I mean, I was going to say something mean about improved photography skills, but <laughs> no, what could we say? What would she want? Maybe she wants like a great singing voice. Oh my gosh. I've always had this fantasy of her having releasing like a pop single kind of. I would love that. I feel like she needs like an outlet like that. And she could do some cool pop jams, I feel like in the way that like Kim Kardashian randomly like did a pop song once just because she was kind of bored. Oh my gosh, maybe she wants to channel her inner Real Housewife and get that pop single going, the memoir, a line so, of like alcoholic beverages. <laughs> I am worried though that I'm worried about Megan. I feel like this is now getting to be a little out of hand. And I feel like she really needed Kate and I don't know if the Dream Journal did it. Oh, I have another question for you though. Next week is the Suits season premiere. Do we think Harry is going to be on hand at the premiere to promote it? Do we think Megan's even going to be there or is her life I too think big? Megan said to Harry like, "Oh, don't even don't even worry about watching." Like, uh, you know, I think she's trying to I I I bet she's not going to lean into the Suits promotional kind of parade in the way she would have if she wasn't dating Prince Harry. Cuz now she's kind of trying to be, you know, princess in training. I don't think she, I don't know. We'll see. I'm very curious to see how she kind of handles the suits season starting because she's been off Instagram for what, like a month now? 
Right. The fig is still posting, but not Meghan Markle. The fig. Julie, that was sacrilegious. The tig. (laughs) How are you supposed to keep that straight? The fig makes more sense. The fig does make more sense. (laughs) Um, But Josh and I are going to record something special. We're going to figure out how to do something next week to celebrate the suit's premiere. We are both going to be in Sundance. Yes, but we're going to watch the suit premiere next week and assess Megan's performance and kind of everything about it. But if anyone has any feedback, any Suits viewers out there on how to watch, what episode to watch beforehand, maybe to help catch us up, we would really appreciate that insight. Yeah, anything you can let us know about what we need to know before we watch Suits would be very appreciated. A little crash course. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then lastly, I know we want to talk quickly about, gosh, what's a good transition into Jennifer Aniston from Meghan Markle? From one TV star with great hair to another. That's pretty good. It's not the catchiest I've ever come up with. But Jennifer Aniston spent her weekend at Orlando Bloom's 40th birthday party in Palm Springs, which is a hot birthday destination, right, Julie? You would know better than me. Palm Springs, amazing. Desert living. Not to blow up your spot, but didn't you and your sister recently have like a fun weekend there? That was Santa Barbara, but we've <laughs> we've done Palm Springs too. Palm okay. Springs is amazing. Really recommend it. <laughs> Just trying to get a little shout out for Palm Springs in there. Um, okay, anyway, uh, Orlando Bloom's birthday party. Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom. We've talked about them a little bit before when I was at the Snowflake UNICEF charity ball that they both attended. But Katie made onesies, which I thought was a really cool, really sweet birthday gesture (laughs) with Orlando's face on the onesies. And Justin Theroux, I saw this Instagram that he was wearing one of them. The party looked really kind of, I don't know, it looked like a good time. And I was thinking to myself, which I know we talked about, Julie, that like Jennifer Aniston, she's like reached this point in her career where I feel like she can just... As you said, living her best life, but it's also like it's kind of like low key in a weird way. And I feel like she can just kind of party and hang out with Justin. And I don't know. It seems like she kind of has it great. Right. She's kind of in the coast phase of her career where she can do whatever she wants. If she wants to go to Mexico and just tan for like three weeks straight, she can do it. And her tan is extremely enviable. Unparalleled. Um, It really is. It's insane to me. She should get like an honorary Oscar for it. I was curious, and what's your take on the Jennifer Aniston, Katy Perry interaction at this party? Oh, good call, because I forgot that they both dated John Mayer, right? Mm -hmm. That was my curiosity about it. But I also feel like in Hollywood... So many people date 
the same people that I guess probably it's not even even something that either of them thought about maybe. Right. I feel like it can kind of bond them and they can have a sense of humor about it. Like LOL John kind of thing. Right. So glad that's behind us. Yeah. Like did he write a song about you that he played you in your car one day? Right. They they found out that (laughs) he had all the exact same Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I feel like they maybe after like a margarita or two could really break it down in a funny way. Right. I would love to see more double dates from them, maybe. Yeah. I was like excited by the idea of that foursome. It was like they seemed like they'd have a fun time. Right. Okay. Well, I think that does it for this week's In the Limelight. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us keep finding listeners and get the word out there. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these really thought-provoking subjects, offer your feedback, or tell us what you would do if Meghan Markle gave you a leather-bound dream journal. I seriously want to hear your feedback because I am still trying to wrap my mind around it. We posted on Instagram about the dream journal over the weekend, and some of the people that were commenting had some good hashtag about Meghan. Oh, that's so... Hashtag that's so Markle. (laughs) I want to get that out. Out there into the kind of world that's right. so I feel like it really perfectly encapsulates her earnest yeah. bohemian like persona. next time you like give a spare avocado to like someone who looks a little sad anything you do like that let us know Doug your Markle moments right and we also very exciting news really got in touch with our 2004 selves by starting a Facebook page at in the limelight vf which you can like share your feedback uh we'll be checking that pretty regularly and we're definitely excited this has already started happening on twitter a little bit but if you see something that you feel like we need to know about facebook is a great (laughs) a great spot for sharing content right not sure if you've heard about this facebook thing but it really works for sharing information with your friends and colleagues. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller on Twitter. And I'm Jay Dupont. This episode was edited and produced by Alana Milner. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, get those dreams recorded. <laughs>